1: Asalaamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. I'm Taslim, I'm with you until 4 pm today. And mashallah, on this segment, we do the clarification of noble character, which is based on the book Clarification of Noble Character by Sheikh Habib Umar bin Hafiz. But joining us online now is Mawlana Abdurrahman Khan. Asalaamu alaykum, Mawlana. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you,
0: Sister Taslima?
1: Alhamdulillah, and how are you, Mawlana?
0: Alhamdulillah. <laughs> oh, well,
1: mashallah. Molina. we have about six minutes before we can take a break for Asr. So, Molina, may Bismillah.
0: Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina wa ala wa sahbihi ajma'in. We continue with our reading and comments on the clarification of noble character of our teacher, Sayyid al habib Omar bin Muhammad bin Sani bin Khatib. And this afternoon we're looking at lesson 13 that reads making people happy. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's amazing that the the quality of inserting happiness into the hearts of believers is not discussed that often within our society with, and within our society, within our masajid and within our madrasas, even though it's a quality that is held in such high esteem by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that one of the greatest acts that the believer can do is to insert khalus suroor, inserting happiness into the heart of a believer. Right, and the, there are so many hadith that emphasises quality, and it's really something that we should be speaking more about. Uh, a quality said, Habib Omar said that making Muslim or making people happy is a quality that stems from the quality of mercy. And in our last class, we spoke about mercy. So he said, Habib Omar said that if mercy is established in the established in the heart of the believers, it arouses in them a desire to make other people happy. Believers are. In their various states keen to make those around them happy and to compete in this with their fellow believers hoping that their creator will give them joy in this life and their death and after their death and that's the quality of a believer there's a very beautiful narration that comes in the authentic compilation of imam al-bukhari that speaks of uh, abu sufyan when he was not a muslim and he was standing in front of iraq in great syria and Herakl was asking him a number of questions, number of questions about the Prophet. And Abu Sufyan was not a believer at the time, of course. And one of the questions he asked Abu Sufyan was that those who entered the religion of this Prophet, has any of them left Islam not being happy with the message of Islam? And he said, No, whoever enters with, whoever has entered Islam has never left Islam. And Herakl, remember the Christian king of Rome, he said that, thus is that is iman when the 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 beautiful loving compassionate nature of iman enters the heart of a believer that person will never leave islam and and, and 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 it's beautiful how he described the true nature of iman being one of love and compassion one of care one of making people happy one of smiling the literal translation of bashasha is smiling it comes in a hadith uh Transmitted by Ibn Abi Dunya, and I cannot verify the authenticity at this point in time. But uh, it's been narrated that whoever a believer brings joy to, an, whenever a believer brings joy to another believer, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala creates from that joy an angel who worships Allah, glorifies Him, and proclaims His oneness. So, whenever I make someone happy, from that happiness <coughs> that I instilled within that person's heart, Allah creates a joy, an angel who worships Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala who glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when that believer passes away from this world and is placed in his, his grave, that joy comes to him. And that joy, that joy that he placed in the heart of another comes to him and says to him, Do you know do you not know me? And the person replies that Who are you? I do not know who you are And then that joy says to him, I am the joy which you brought to such and such a person. I will now be a comfort to you in your loneliness. I will dictate to you the answers to the questions of the angel that will be asking you those questions in your grave. I will make you firm with the word of steadfastness. I will be a witness for you on the day of judgment. I will intercede with Allah for you, and I will show you your station in Jannah. All of such a great reward just for inserting happiness in the heart of another believer. And thus, as we're living in the month of Ramadan and outside the month of Ramadan, we should constantly be seeing how can I be of benefit to others? How can I bring happiness to others? The, 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 the Prophet ﷺ told us that the most beloved of all people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those who are most beneficial to others. And thus we should be seeing how can we be of benefit to society? How can we be of benefit to the community? The Prophet Muhammad once said to his companion, his companion Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala an, and reflecting these words, reflecting these words, we have attached importance to ibadah worship and very rightly so because ibadah is the object of our creation we are here to worship and recognize allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but there are certain acts of ibadah that can be very easy and the reward can be very great the rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Abu Ray, radiallahu wa ta'ala, it is better for you to fulfill a muslim's need than to seclude yourself in this mosque of mine for 10 years the promise said for you to assist your muslim brother in the time of need to bring happiness to him at a time of difficulty is better for you than performing i'tikaf in Masjid al-Nabawi in Madina al munawarah for 10 years. That's an amazing reward for mm-hmm. coming to the aid of your Muslim brother, for taking care of your Muslim brother. And of course the Sharia does not teach us to show kindness and mercy to Muslims alone, to all of humanity. Because we are human beings and a requirement of being a Muslim is to show, to show care and love for all.
1: Malina, well, you may continue inshaAllah.
0: Bismillah Rahman Rafael Alhamdulillah Ruplah Ameen or Sallallahu Alaihi Wasall Muhammadin wa Alla Ali Wa Sahabaj Maeen. We continue with our comment and reading of the clarification of noble character by Sayyid Alama Habib Ahmad bin Muhammad bin Zali bin Habid. And we have reached lesson fourteen that speaks of showing kindness to one's parents. And this is a topic that requires our attention, requires our thought, uh is any one of our honorable listeners sitting here today that still have their parents alive, listen attentively with an intention. How can I show the required respect and honor and love and care to my parents? If there are listeners that are listening and tuned, tuned in and we have lost parents, know that there is still hope for you and there are still ways in which you could be showing kindness to your parents. But before we get to that, uh Sir Habib Omar, when he opens up this chapter, he addresses a very important uh challenge that we have, especially when we come to Islamic societies and communities intermingling with Western societies and communities. And not everything in the West is necessarily bad, but we do know there are certain Western habits and cultures and practices that is not acceptable in Islam. And one such culture is many a times, and this does not apply to everyone within a Western society, but to certain people within Western societies, is that the lack of communication, there's a lack of respect, there's a lack of honor when it comes to parents to the extent that sending a parent to an old age home has become something that is, that that has become something normal. And that is completely unacceptable within Islam. It is not befitting. It will never be befitting for a Muslim to send his mother or father who took care of him while he was a youngster, while he was a young child, while he was a baby, while he was an infant, to take that parent and place that parent in an old age home. This is not something which is suitable, it's not something which is acceptable. And beyond that, even when the parents is in the old age home, there's no time spent with the parent, there's no visitation, it's just ridiculous. And we've seen this. There was a, 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 a scholar that mentioned once that uh, uh, he was in contact with an old age home, and this was up country. And the old age home, they called the lady who was the daughter of a, a mother in the old age home and saying saying to her that. You haven't come to visit your mother for many years now. And she said, yes, please tell me, what is it? Does my mother require anything? Am I behind with my payment? Tell me what it is because I'm very busy. And then they said, we regret regret to tell you that your mother has passed away. Your mother has passed away. And this lady was so engrossed in her Mm -hmm. dunya, in what she was doing. She said that, uh, please let me know if there's anything I can do. I'm on my way to the supermarket right now. As soon as I get back, uh, back, I'll try to take care of this. (laughs) <laughs> I'd say, it's, uh, these elements within a Western society that is not acceptable for a Muslim, is not acceptable for any human being for that matter. Our parents should be carried on our heads. And Sir Habib Umar he, he, he highlights this particular phenomenon. You see, sometimes uh, it goes both ways, both, both ways. Sometimes the parent treats the child within in the home as if the child is a foreigner, so the parent expects the child to pay a rent to live in the house. And if the child cannot pay a rent, the child is requested to leave so that the room may be rented out to someone else. And likewise, the child sends the parents to an old age home, not having a place in his home for his mother and father. And these are things that are unacceptable. And then he says that it comes down to the lack of faith. He said, uh, Sayyid Hari Omar said, this only happens when people's faith is deficient and when true veneration for Allah has not been established in their heart. Those who do not venerate Allah will not venerate their parents. Whereas those who venerate Allah know that Allah has ordered them to venerate their mother and father and treat them with the utmost kindness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the glorious Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not command or instruct us to be kind to our parents. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded and instructed us to do all other obligations. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I'm decreeing waqadha rabbuka. Your Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed that you worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that you show kindness to your parents Wa Wa Kullahuma, Karima. Allah said, if either one or, or both of them attain old age and you are present, do not even say uff to them. Do not say anything that can be understood negatively to hold your parents. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said, وَكُلَّهُمَا كَرِيمًا say, do, say, do not rebuke them, but speak kind words to them. Speak kind words to them. And these are meanings that we should always be keeping in the forefront of our minds. That Habib umar he, he made beautiful examples and he said, your parents may be old, they may have difficulty in walking or standing, or they may not be able to stand. They may need your help going to the toilet and cleaning themselves. They may need to be fed by hand but do not say oof to them how many years did they clean you of your fault and take care of you to the extent, where well, if you became ill it was as if they were ill and not you if you could not sleep it was they who deprived themselves of sleep for your sake so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Wala tanharuma wa speak beautiful words to them he told us sallallahu alayhi wasallam that paradise lies beneath the feet of one's mother. Paradise lies beneath the feet of one's mother. And therefore, we can never repay them for what they have done. We can never honor them the way they should be honored. Kissing your feet of your mother is not an exaggeration in showing respect to your mother. How could it be an exaggeration if Jannah lies beneath her feet? And this is important lessons for us in terms of how we should be dealing and treating our parents. Uh, uh, Those of us, before I forget to mention this later, those of us who lost parents they should know that there are still opportunities for them. The Prophet Muhammad he said that the best kind of kindness and goodness that a person can do uh, after he has lost his parents is to show kindness and respect to the friends of one's parents, Ahla be Abi. If your mother had friends, very close friends that she loved, she loved dearly, if she had sisters that she loved dearly, visit them, take them flowers, take them gifts. Showing kindness to them will bring happiness to your mother. In prior to Asr, we spoke about inserting happiness, happiness into the heart of a believer. So, what about inserting happiness into the heart of a parent? If your father has left, has passed on, and he left this world, ways in which we show kindness to them is by visiting his friends and taking them gifts and showing them honor and showing them respect. This will be a cause of happiness for your father. Beyond that, we should visit the grave. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wa he said in the Hadith that إِنَّ The deceased, they find comfort, they find consolment, يَسْتَأْنِسُونَ when their living relatives come to visit them. So those of us who lost parents, when last did we visit them, when last did we go to the grave, when last did we recite Qur'an for them, when last did we make dua for them. If, if, Allah, if the Prophet told us that they find comfort in your visitation, it means that they are aware of your visit, visitation. And if you are not visiting, they are aware that you are not visiting. You know, so uh, those of us who lost parents, very, very importantly, I know I probably have to stop now and we have to take a break, but very importantly, visit the graves of your parents, make du'a for them, recite Quran for them, train your children to do the same so that that you can be the cause that happiness enters their heart. That you can inshallah, be the kumor yeah. that they find consolement and contentment as the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam
1: sallallahu. told us in the authentic hadith. Inshallah. I mean unfortunately um Maldana, we've we've run out of time for today, but inshallah we look forward to linking up with you once again later in the week. But Shukran so much for joining us and callbun Saleem Mollana. Allah bless you. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Mollina, before we wrap
0: Do we have time,
1: Taslimah? About a minute or two. Two
0: minutes. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a beautiful hadith that I'd like to quote. The, the, a person, a pilgrim came all the way from Yemen carrying his mother on his back. Think about this. You know, today we perform Hajj with an aeroplane, and to push my mother in a wheelchair is challenging. And when I do that, I consider to have done something great. Somebody traveled by foot from Yemen carrying his mother on his back, Tawaf on her back, Arafah on his back, sorry, on his back, Mina on his back, Felton the Jamarat, his mother's on his back. Back to the haram, with his father, his mother, and his dad, he met Abdullah ibn Umar, and he said that, we uh, say to him, that I have, this is how I have treated my mother. Do you think I have performed my duty and responsibility towards her? And Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala, and he said, none of what you have done, the days of journey, carrying on the back, the energy, the effort, none of what you have done is equal to even one groan, which she let out when giving birth to you. That's us you know, so we can never repay them. We can never honor them. Said Habib Omar made a very beautiful point, and I'll read through this very quickly, and then we'll conclude. Inshallah, Taala, uh, he, he made example of how one should conduct speech with one's parents. You know, so if a parent was to come to one of us and ask us to do something, then uh, a parent comes to us and says, "I'm sorry to trouble you." Then speaking kind words means that your response should be along the lines. "It is a pleasure and honor to serve you, father or mother." Ummi or baby, daddy or mommy, paradise is the dust beneath your feet. However, however much I lower myself to you, it is a source of honor for me, and paradise is my reward. And that should we be speaking to our parents. Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you know that that and, and those who lost parents, Allah
1: my high place in jannah wa Subhanallah, I really hope that many will do that this evening, but I'm just worried that the parents will start checking their kids' fevers. But chikrad so much, Mawlana Allah bless you for that wisdom and inshallah may we take heed of it and, and really try to put it into action inshallah. Assalamu alaykum Mawlana uh, Wa
0: alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Well, Alhamdulillah, that brings us to the end of Kalbun Salim, MashaAllah So, for whoever's going to be joining us on the road home, Inshallah, may it be a safe journey, and Inshallah, beautiful iftar to all of you. Inshallah, may it be in the rahmah of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and in the remembrance of our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alayhi Wasallam. Wa From myself to Salima Ali, do to tune in tomorrow, two p.m. till four. Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh.
0: قلب سليم <تصفيق> <تصفيق>